the following, a podcast dedicated to two words Jesus used to change the world, follow me. He used it then and he uses it now. What does it mean? Does it define the boundaries of our relationship with him? Come and join us as we explore follow me in the following. Good day and welcome back to um, the following. Sorry it's been a few weeks since I've done a podcast, but we've had some things going on here in our home in New Zealand, and Kitty, my wife's had some medical issues, and, and I've had some th- things to work through uh, m- medically, and, but we're back in, in shape and ready to go, and um, just been um, spending a lot of time thinking about um, what, what started this uh, discussion of the following, uh, studying Mark with a young lad from our area, uh, and um, just being taken again with that story in Mark chapter 1 about the, the calling of the the disciples and Jesus comes to these guys uh, out at sea fishing and says to them, uh, "Follow me. I'll make you fishers of men." And they, dro- two two sets of brothers, drop their fishing gear and go and spend time with Jesus and become part of, part of his uh, apostles. And uh, and I told you that when I first read that, or in the early days of reading that, I, it was almost as if Jesus had a supernatural power that just commanded these people to obey him immediately and um but the the more you study and um, the, the the larger passages you you take in one of the, the struggles is that we tend to read passages and study verses and so sometimes we we don't get catch all the, the stuff that's in there because one of the things that had bothered me about um the calling of the disciples was that uh, they were obviously uh, the same in the synoptics, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, uh, and I believe Mark wrote first, and, and Luke and Matthew used his description, and uh, they're vir- virtually the same. And then there's a, the, the rendering of John's, uh, in John's gospel, the calling of uh, um, some of the disciples as they, they come into contact with Jesus and, and follow him. And uh, it was always a mystery to me, and, and really it was a, shouldn't have been a mystery because it was right there in plain sight, but sometimes you just don't see it. Um, because in, in John, um, the, um, the, it says this in John chapter 1, speaking about John the Baptist. Again the next day John was standing with two of his disciples, and he looked at Jesus as he walked and said, Behold the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. And Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What do you seek? And they said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you standing? Well, show me, excuse me, where are you staying? And he said to them, Come and you will see. And so they came and saw him were staying where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day. It was about the tenth hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He found um, his, first his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which translated means Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And so you, and then you have Nathaniel coming to Christ, and you have this, but it's just so drastically different from the, the accounts in the synoptics. And so uh, I can remember the people used to point out things like this to me about the, how inconsistent the Bible was and couldn't be trusted. And uh, and, and I, I guarantee you, I never saw this in, in quite as clear relief as I did doing this study. I mean, I've been doing this a long time and I miss this. Um, if you go back to, to Mark chapter 1, um, it says something that puts everything real, really clearly. Uh, in Mark chapter 1, it says, Now after John had been taken into custody, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of God and saying, The 
time is fulfilled for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. As he was going along the sea, he saw Simon and Andrew, and Simon, the brother, brother of Simon, casting their nets by the sea. They were fishermen, and he goes to him, calls them, calls the other two brothers. And what you immediately see is that in the first, in, in John's rendering, even though John was the last one written, he goes back prior to when this happens in, in Mark chapter 1, at a time when Jesus is just been baptized by, by John, and the, the heavens had opened up, and uh, a voice from heaven was heard and said, This is my beloved Son, whom I am pleased. And John was still baptizing, and John had disciples, and Jesus had was, was about to begin his ministry. Uh, and, and so uh, you have John telling his disciples, one day they're all out there, and, and Jesus is there, and, and uh, John the Baptist is there, and, 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 and the disciples are there, and, and you get the impression that this group of people knew each other, uh, and that, that they, uh, they had some kind of a relationship, even if it was just uh, uh, some young students following rabbis, different rabbis, uh, and, uh, for spiritual training. Uh, and so the, the synoptic ver- version of the calling of the disciples happened after John the Baptist is taken into prison. And, of course, he, he's executed there uh, to fill the lust of uh, Herod. Um, and, um, and, the, and John tells of a, a time when before that happened where their um, disciples of John, Simon and Andrew were disciples of John the Baptist, um, John pointed them out to Jesus out to them and said, Behold the Lamb of God. Uh, and he, he said, He must increase and I must decrease. And so um, so there, there's a time gap between that and when Jesus comes and calls them to the Sea of Galilee. Now what happens in, in, in the interim? Well, after the baptism, uh, uh, it, uh, we, we see that um, Jesus was um, sent to the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. In fact, um, in Mark, it says, In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth to Galilee, he was baptized by John in the Jordan. Immediately coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens open and the spirit like a dove descending upon him. And the voice came from heaven and said, You are my beloved son, and you I am well pleased. Immediately, the spirit impelled him to go to the wilderness. I, that word impelled just jumped at me. Uh, and he was in the wilderness for 40 days being tempted by Satan um, and was with the wild beasts and the angels ministered to him. Um, Jesus is baptized, and the Spirit comes to him, and the, the word actually means to, to almost grab by the neck and throw out, to, to, to cast out, cast away. Uh, sometimes it's used in, with violence, sometimes it's not, but it's, it, 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 it speaks of a, a command that's given that cannot be refused, uh, and, and it, which, which makes me think a little about, about the development of Jesus. And I, I, we, when we see Jesus as the resurrected Lord, uh, we, we forget that he was born as a baby and, and had a history and, and, and grew up as a child and, and uh, to, to the point where he confounded the, the, the teachers and when he was 12 and then grew into a man and, and began to teach the, 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 the Word of God and, and, and develop a following. And, and then John was, was, was revealed to John the Baptist that he was the Christ and, and he was baptized and it all sort of came together. Uh, but you, you get the sense that Jesus is, is, in, in, is growing into his person. Uh, I know that uh, sounds a little strange, and, um, but what also is difficult is trying to conceive uh, that Jesus knew everything from the very beginning. Because one of the things we know is that he emptied himself of a lot of his divine attributes to come and, uh, and live among us and die for us. Um, so it says immediately he was sent, um, sent into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And... Um, 
Now, why was that? Why, 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 did, that, why did that happen? Um, Luke's version of, of the, the... Mark doesn't give many details at all, but Luke's version of the uh, um, temptation says this, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned to, from the Jordan and was led around by the Spirit to, in the wilderness for 40 days and being tempted of the devil. So that indicated that it, only was, it wasn't only these three tests, but there was a, a 40-day period of being in the wilderness, being hungry, suffering, uh, depending on God, being attacked by the devil. Um, he ate nothing during those days, and when they ended, he became hungry. And the devil said to him, You are the Son of God. Tell this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered to him, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone. One of the things you see about these three uh, representative temptations um, is that it, it speaks of um, what the ways and means in which God's work is going to be done. Because in each of the temptations, uh, Jesus is offered something that's rightfully his, uh, an outcome that he would uh, otherwise have wanted, except it being offered by the devil. Uh, and it, it should challenge us in, in our determination to follow Jesus to make certain that we don't get sucked into believing that uh, the ways and means don't make any difference as long as the outcome is, is right. Uh, and we don't want to be doing the, the, the devil's ways and means and, and hopefully getting a godly outcome. Um, and, and the devil here was... was Attempting Jesus to take the creation that he was a part of and, and turn it into a commodity and uh, um, gain popularity by feeding people with uh, stones turned to bread and, and uh, he would um, um, he would show himself to be a, a, a great spiritual man that way and then it says as he led him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in in a moment of time and the devil said to him I will give you all this, this domain and its glory for it has been handed over to me. To give to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you worship me before me, I shall be yours. Jesus answered him, It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Uh, again, here, here's a case in which Jesus has offered the, the, the whole realm, the kingdoms of the world and, and, and everything that, that encompasses that, uh, which is rightfully his. He's the Lord of all, Lord over all. All things hold together by him. But the devil was, uh, was uh, saying, just worship me and I'll give you the, the end game. I'll take you to the end game. You'll succeed. You'll get what you came to do. But the ways and means were not correct. Uh, sometimes I, I look at the church as it drifts through history. And one of its problems is that the gospel comes with power and changes people's lives and draws men and women boys and girls to repent and come to Jesus and to follow him. Uh, and then something happens. Uh, other things enter in and people begin to chase uh, popularity or uh, expansive ministries or in today's day and age, um, prosperity. Uh, I, I couldn't imagine as a young person a day when most of the, the, the television evangelists we see in New Zealand have a twinge of the prosperity doctrine about them. Uh, that, that, you know, God wants to help them get a jet plane or all the riches. If you just give some, them some money and sow a seed, then God will give you some money too. Uh, now, the, the, the supposed outcomes might be good and might reflect some of the things that God wants to do in our lives, but doing it that way, I think, violates the ways and means part. Um, and then he said he led him to, the, to Jerusalem and, and had him stand on the pinnacle of the, of the temple. If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down here before it is written. He shall, will command his angels concerning you to, to guard you, and on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered and said to him, uh, you, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. It is said, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil is finished, every temptation is left him until an opportune time. So the devil says, Jesus, just stand up here and throw yourself off of the uh, 
the, the, the highest point of the temple and, and the angels will come and rescue you and it'll be a great show and your fame will be known across the land as, as the one who the angels rescued and, and you'll be ushered in as, as uh, who you're supposed to be. Uh, the one um, who's got the promises of God and, and, and uh, uh, the great leader and the, and the Savior. Just do it my way. And Jesus refu- refused to do that uh, and vanquished his foe for a time. He, the devil would come back and, and tempt him again later, which we, we may, may talk about. Uh, but um, so Jesus was baptized, went out in the, the desert and, and with 40 days um, being tempted of the devil, and in that time, um, John the Baptist gets um, arrested. Uh, his followers, uh, his students, um, go back to their job of uh, fishing. Uh, and it wasn't until after Jesus got back from the wilderness, uh, empowered by God to do the, bring the kingdom to the world, that he came again to them and said, uh, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. So uh, I hope that clears up any um, concern you might have or, or questions you might have. Um, but remember that in accomplishing what God wants us to do in the life, it's not only what we do or what we accomplish, but our, our ways and means must reflect the person of Christ that we're following. Uh, he could have short-circuited the, the whole process by just saying yes to the devil. And we need to be careful that we're not short-circuiting the whole process by saying yes to the devil. And that we're following Christ uh, and making sure that we're, we're listen, listening to his whispered words of instruction and guidance. God bless you. Hope you're uh, having a wonderful build-up to Christmas, and we'll see you again soon. Bye-bye.